Welcome, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast, where we rate and we subscribe. We tune in every week, and we love everybody and hate on everything, and I really appreciate you, you know? It uh, makes my days when I get to talk to you, and I get to just, like, in your eardrums, you know? When I get to get all up in that, that thing in your head. And uh, we're just making the world... We're making the world a better place by being here, you know? We're just out here fighting the good fight. We're diminishing all of our demons. You know what I'm saying? I love you guys more than Little Wayne loves pussy. Yeah! And welcome to the podcast that would be literally nothing if it wasn't for Little Wayne loving pussy and me talking about my ex-girlfriend. Um, this podcast would literally just be like a couple dick jokes and some dating advice for, uh, <laughs> for those of you that need it, I guess, from, from moi. But, um, yeah, dude, here we are, bruh. 52, right? 50, 52. I think I've been doing this slightly over a year now. And, um, I haven't quite copped a coop with no roof, but... You know, we still, we getting bigger. We getting bigger every fucking week. So who knows? Maybe next year from now, um, I won't have to beg for vacation days at my day job so I can drive over nails on my days off and spend my whole day off at Les Schwab, get new tires put on my truck that I didn't want to pay for, but ended up doing anyways. But uh, it's all right, though, because now we got some new tires on the truck. You can go take it off and get some mud on the tires. Maybe take it down to the river, drive over some rocks or something like that. Just really break them in, you know? I was going to go out and ride my motorcycle while nobody was out on the road right now, but I decided to do this podcast instead because I am passionate. I am passionate about filling your day with just a little bit of pettiness, you know, because you're out here just probably trying to be a good person, but you got that little bit of sinister thing in you where um, you got you you have that little taste, the little taste for being petty. And uh, this is how I let it out. This is how you let it out. Together, we're all just one big, petty, dysfunctional family. And I can feel it. And I appreciate you. And that's what is what it is. Um, please tell somebody about the podcast, first and foremost. Word of mouth. If you like it, your friends might like it. And if your friends might like it, you guys have something to talk about. And uh, they got somebody else to tell about it. And it'll motivate me to keep doing more. And I will try harder, you know? And that's that. You feel what I'm saying? Otherwise, I'm probably just going to quit this and quit my actual job and just, like, go become a waiter somewhere or something like that. And uh, just be like, fuck everyone but me, you know? Just chill out. Live the the stress-free life. And uh, that's going to be that. You know? You know what I realized, though? Like, I, I saw... Uh, I see dudes hitting on waitresses all the time. And this is just like a PSA for all my fellow guys out there. Like, just don't hit on waitresses. You're literally wasting your fucking time. I mean, they are... Why do you think when you go to LA, all the wannabe actresses are all waitresses? You know? They're literally acting. It's literally their job to be nice to you. So how deprived of attention are you to where you interpret a waitress being friendly to you as that she's giving you uh, signals that she wants to date you, you know? Fucking idiots. But uh, it's kind of actually kind of sad that like a lot of dudes are just so deprived of female attention that that is where 
and they know this. They know this. And props to you, you know? Just using your tools. Get that guap, girl. Get that guap. I don't feel bad for those type of dudes at all. Not 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 Juan bit. Ain't no laws when there's no claw or ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. I hope everybody that says that gets a DUI by the end of summer. <laughs> I hope DUI rates just like fly out of the fucking heavens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't no law. That's the laziest rhyme ever. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. I thought that was something my friends were saying, and I'm seeing it everywhere on the internet, you know? Like, I thought one of my buddies just said that offhand, so I said it for, like, a day, and, uh, I'm not gonna lie, Shouty's been drinking, uh, she was sipping those and Trulies, like, a year ago. She's all about that shit. She's on the forefront of it with her, uh, boozing ass, and, uh, so, yeah, and all of a sudden, everybody's drinking them, and everybody's going, ain't no laws when you're drinking clothes. But you know what? There are laws. Imagine sitting in court after you just like ran somebody over after you just Caitlyn Jennered somebody's ass. <laughs> just run some pedestrian over and the cops pull you like, yo, I was drinking claws. And they're like, well, uh, you're going to be sitting behind bows. <laughs> I really hope. Yeah. If you have an ain't no laws when you're drinking claws picture, uh, DUI coming your way, I promise. Mark my words, because I'm always right about everything. Uh, yeah. See what I'm saying? Dude, I went, uh, I had the most... Okay, besides, I've done some amazing shit this year. I've had a fucking amazing year. I've seen, I've seen Bill Burr. I've seen uh, Joe Rogan. I've seen... Chris D'Elia, I've seen Jeff Ross, I've seen, um, who else did I see this year? I forget, dude. Oh, I saw Dave Chappelle, which was just fucking magnetic. Like, seeing Chappelle come out on stage was just one of the most incredible feelings in the world, dude. It was absolutely surreal. It was, uh, I've never been starstruck in my life. Like, I... I've never even, I didn't even think I had the capacity to be starstruck, but when Chappelle came out, I was just like, um, it, it was a weird feeling, you know, it was, I haven't felt like that since I was a kid. I was just so just like my jaw dropped. I just felt like I was just in such like pre the presence of such greatness, you know, and, uh, kind of fucked me up and, uh, so def definitely being in the same room as Chappelle was, um, a highlight for me, but uh, one thing I found out about myself, I always thought I was like this chill, laid back person, but turns out I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie and I had no idea because I'm kind of starting to put the pieces together because I've always kind of had this fuck it attitude and I love riding motorcycles and uh, I do dumb shit like I'll climb on top of a car when it's going fast. Um, my buddy Lance asked me, is like, hey, you want to go skydiving? And I didn't even hesitate. It's like, skydiving? Uh, sure. And I'm really scared of heights. Like, I don't get on the top of the house or anything. Like, my friends will get on the top of the house. I'm just way too wigged out to get on top. I don't know why. I think it's because I am scared to fall. But for the fact we're getting in an airplane to jump out, it really didn't freak me out. Because I'm like, okay, well, that's just what you do. And, uh, yeah. It was literally the most amazing experience of my life, jumping out of an airplane. 
I cannot recommend it enough. Um, I went with a couple buddies. One of them being Mondo. If you guys remember, there was an episode where I talked about Mondo. He was the guy that can like fix anything. Where I made a joke about like if he's just sitting on his couch and the roof caves in, he's like, "Oh well, it looks like I'm fixing the roof today." Yeah, he, uh, he just does intense shit, you know, just like go rebuild engines and stuff like that for fun. After being at work all day and like building airplane parts, well, fixing airplane parts that other people fuck up. And uh, so yeah, he's just that guy. And uh, so he noticed his car from the sky. I jumped out of the plane. I did a fucking barrel roll out of the plane and I was so confused that by the time when the chute came open, I was just looking at the ground like, holy fuck, I'm high up. This is a video game. Like nothing felt real. Nothing about it felt real and it was the most amazing feeling in the world. I wasn't thinking about anything besides what was going on at the time, which is like as an adult, the best feeling you can possibly have is just completely turn off. So Mondo's tumbling down from the sky and this motherfucker notices that he left his car door open. One, why are you looking for your car? Two, how'd you leave your car door open? And three, how the fuck did you notice it? I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Skydiving is... Um, it's like, I wasn't scared. This sounds so... You're probably not going to believe me, but um, the scariest part was signing the paperwork because the paperwork will say skydiving is not safe. We cannot guarantee the chute's going to open. There is human error involved. The plane might go down. Just a bunch of shit can go wrong. And uh, that was honestly the... But once I signed the paperwork, it was just like, all right, fuck it. If this is it, this is it. And uh, we're going up in the plane. And it, it, it honestly felt safer being in that plane. Just like being crammed in the back, sitting in between some dude's legs and having another dude between mine. It felt... Better being in that plane, less sketchy than being on a commercial jet, like being strapped in and everything, you know? But, um, and then once you get up in the sky and you're fifth, thir I think it was 13,500 feet, you know, they open the door and the light turns green. The pilot's like, all right, get out of this bitch. And, uh, you start seeing your buddies disappear, right? <laughs> and then you get up to this ledge and um, there's nothing quite like looking down that ledge, dude. It's, it's, um, but it's not scary. Like I said, you're so high up that it's just not, it doesn't seem real. Like it's literally not even scary and you just fucking go for it. And my guy, he told, I thought he was joking. He, he says like, uh, he goes, lean back. We're going to do a barrel roll. I was like, what? And then he just pushes me out. There's a video of it. And we just start doing fucking backflips through the sky, <laughs> dude. It was crazy. But um, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it to anybody to get out there and uh, jump out of a fucking plane, dude. So why not? You know? YOLO. Someday when you're laying next to your saggy spouse, you know, you can think back. Honestly, that shit gave me weird, weird, like, PTSD the rest of the day because, um, like, just... Well, for one, nothing compared to it. I didn't know what to do with myself afterwards. Like, okay, what do I do after that? Like, I just kind of went home and fell asleep. I literally just like slept the rest of the day away because there's just nothing to do that's going to live up to that. And um, then when I woke up, when I'm laying like in bed, bed later, I just, I kept thinking about now I wasn't nervous when I was doing it, but then thinking back, replaying it in my head, I was super nervous because it was way more intense than I even imagined it. And, uh, 
yeah, I definitely want to do it again. So, shit's lit, fam. But uh, we're going to do some relationship questions. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I, f- I feel uh, I'm in a generous mood right now. I feel like putting my expertise to work. You know what I'm saying? So, let's see. Relationships. Uh, uh, you know what? Fuck that, dude. I'm not in the mood for that at all. Fuck relationships, dude. Nah, I'm good. Pass. We ain't even gonna talk about that. <laughs> we gonna keep shitting on stuff, you know? You know what I want to shit on right now? You know what I want to shit on? Shit on as we're winding things down. So, like, I work in a pretty blue collar environment, right? When I say pretty blue collar, it's a blue collar environment. And uh, it's manufacturing, okay? And I've noticed this. I've worked in home remodeling. Uh, see, what else have I worked in that's been kind of blue collar? But basically anything where anybody's using their hands or has to like exert any sort of physical energy to get something done, literally 90% of the day just consists of somebody else trashing the previous person's work, you know? Like, that's literally what the entire industry is just based off, is just uh, um, accusing other people of not doing anything. (laughs) Somehow, if you talk to any person, they think they are the hardest working person, they're the only one doing anything, and everybody else is just slacking off and just a big idiot. But, uh... (laughs) So basically, according to those... To that person... Um, nothing would work without them, you know, but somehow airplanes are getting into the sky, you know, somehow skyscrapers are getting built, somehow houses are getting made, but, uh, ask any blue collar guy and they're the only ones that know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else is just a fucking moron. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I am. So I have no idea what I'm doing, but we all knew that. Come on now. This is what I do. This is what the fuck I do. Not good at anything else. I don't need to be good at anything else. You know? Look, if people would have just ignored... uh, This is the most powerful thing in the world, you know? I mean, politicians, they don't do shit but talk. Talking is scary, dude. Honestly, the ability to talk is fucking scary because you see it where... I see it working in my inner life, you know? I've seen, like, the situations I've been able to get in and out of, the things I've gotten to see just because my fucking mouth. And then I think of somebody like Adolf Hitler, right? The guy that was a complete fucking moron and for the fact that he could talk good and he knew how people ticked, if they would have just ignored him, he would have just like been a crazy guy, you know? But once once he got people to pay attention to him, the guy took over half the world. That's like anybody else. It's like uh it's like fucking Trump, you know? If Trump didn't know how to work a crowd and how to talk, he would still just be, you know, some fucking business guy. Nobody, you know, there's a ton of business guys. Now he's running the world. Which the billionaires are running the world anyways, but um, Anyways, long story short, look at him over there just standing off slacking. You need to work. Nah, you know who needs to work? You need to work my fucking dick. Yeah, wheeze. All right, you guys, for real though, like I said before, 
I love you like Lil Wayne loves pussy. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Lord Petty Podcast. Please, 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 please make sure to go leave a rating in iTunes. You know what? Even leave a review. I never ask for reviews because I feel like that's, you know, kind of actually going out of your way to leave reviews. But the more reviews you leave, the more it gets out there to other people. If you want this thing to grow, which I want it to grow so I can uh, stop being accused of not doing anything. And then so I don't stand around and accuse anybody of doing anything. And then uh, maybe after a while, nobody will just do anything. And that'd be a way better world. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it, dude. Burn it down. We out this bitch. Big is. Shout it better than three year old. Keep playing and I'ma eat her like a Peter roll. I'm just saying with my love, I could feed her soul. Two day getaway and we don't need our clothes. We at the pool and she looking like a centerfold. Two tattoos, but she say she getting plenty more. She got Indian in her family, Seminole. Me and Shouty go together like chemicals. And she get mad when I call other women hoes. You send her rose, I pick some flowers and send her those. Tall glass of Merlot, get her in a mold. Two tall glasses of Merlot, get her out of road. I whisper in her ear, then lick around her lobe. And when she check her watch, it's never time to go. And with her brain, she should make the iron roll. And when I came, she called me like the common cold. And I don't really know how to handle the shit But tonight, it's no light and candles and shit With you, baby baby Went and floated the river with some friends yesterday And just a couple, couple bros and uh, just brought me back, you know, brought me back to just that mindset of like, I can just do whatever I want. I don't have to report to anybody. I uh, got this buddy JT, though, and he uh, kept having to piss and he's got a huge dick. And so when he'd get on the side of his inner tube, he would start uh, slow because the headwind, the headwind was really bad in the river. So as we're trying to go down the river, the headwind just kept blowing at us. And then to make things worth, worth, worse, uh, I've like an opposite of a lisp, you know, instead of going, or maybe that is a lisp. I don't know, whatever. Um, so to make things worse, he would like uh, dip his waist in the water off the inner tube and we would just stop, dude. His dick would just anchor us. And um, I was getting kind of irritated because I wanted to get off the fucking river because I was getting cold and I was getting hungry. And... Um, you just dragging his big old cock along the river ground, you know, probably sucked up a river rock. Didn't even know it. He's going to have a kidney stone. The doctor's going to be like, no, sir, you have a, uh, a thousand year old rock formation in your pelvis. Shit's crazy, dude. Guy's hammer is huge. Like, uh, I saw it jumping out of the water, trying to grab flies and mosquitoes off the water surface and shit, you know, fucking episode of I was going to pull out my phone and submit it to River Monsters and uh I just never did though because I don't want that fame and notoriety of being the person that spotted a river monster. Also the shit's going to be in the local papers and it's just going to cause outrage. And there's already enough outrage in the world, so we didn't need that, you know? You know what I'm saying? We in this bitch, bruh. 
You guys need to do me a favor and um, go tell somebody about how shitty this podcast is. Don't tell them that it's sick. I'm serious. We're going to use reverse psychology. Be like, dude, this podcast is literally the biggest piece of garbage because that's what will make people click on it. And we getting big every week, but we need to get bigger even more. So share it on your Instagram stories. Tell somebody. Word of mouth is fucking huge, dude. Word of mouth, just tell like one person. You know, if you don't want to put it on mass blast, you're listening to some kind of ratchet, just like tell a friend. Somebody's like, oh, I'm not into podcasts. Like, who's not into podcasts? What do you listen to? The radio? Imagine still listening to the fucking radio. What are you listening to? The same 10 songs you always listen to? No. Podcasts. It's the, it's the, it's the new thing. It's the new dope of the dope because... You can't fake a podcast like all these corny Instagram videos where they just pay for the placements and you're like forced to watch it where some chick walks by with her fat ass and some guy just like, oh, you know, like the the quote comedy skits on there. You can't do that on a podcast. This is the format. This is the new thing. Put somebody onto it. It's going to make you look cool. You know what I'm saying? Fucking A, dude. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> I was thinking about this, like how I've, I I was fucked from the get go, dude. My first my first experience with love, okay. My first experience with love was when I was ten years old. I don't remember the girl's name, which is kind of sad. But uh, this was when I was living in Germany, and every year the circus would come into town, and there was this little blonde girl, and I remember the first year she came and because the circus would be in town for like two weeks and they'd put the kids in class with us. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. Like if every town they go to, then they like just go to that school for a little bit. Like, I don't know how that works, but so she came one summer or I think it was like in the springtime actually. And, uh, she was in my class and she sat next to me and, um, it was like some kitty love type shit. You know, that was like the first girl I like kissed on the cheek and shit like that. And uh, I hung out with her every day, uh, every day I could. And I went to the circus every single day. I went to the circus and I watched her perform. So mind you, I'm 10 years old. These are some very formative years. I'm like kitty head, heads over heels in love with this little girl. She's giving me all this attention and I know she's going to leave, right? So that's probably why I have like abandonment issues or something like that. And plus every single day, okay, every single day, after school, I would go to one of the circus shows and I would watch her stand in front of this um, in front of this big wall. Her and like two of her other siblings. I remember she had two brothers and then her dad would come out with uh, like five axes and then all the kids would stand in front of this wall and they'd start playing and I'm the God, not Joe. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton not Joe. And then the dad would clink his axes together and he would fucking throw them past the children and hit the board behind them. So every single day, I watched my little girlfriend almost get hit in the face with the fucking axe by her dad and I knew she was going to leave in two weeks. And that's what shaped my love life. My first girlfriend was in the circus and every single day I almost watched her die. And then she vanished. And then uh, she came back the next summer and she remembered me and I was fucking stoked. And then uh, same thing all over again. 
And I'm the Dean Gat Nigel. I've been buried long time ago. Gonna go watch my girlfriend not die by her father's hands. And you guys wonder why I am the way I am, you know? Maybe I just need to hang out hang around. Maybe I can rekindle things with her. Maybe I can like track her down on the internet somehow. And uh, maybe I can be like, hey, is your dad still throwing axes at your face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on some serious fuck everyone but me, dude. It is some serious fuck everyone but me. If you guys aren't familiar with fuck everyone but me, go back and listen to older episodes. It's the mantra. It's the life. Big Texas getting the shirts made. It is fuck everyone but me. Like I said before, that doesn't mean anything malicious that I hate other people because I love everybody. I love everybody and I hate on everything. And that's my whole message. But it's still fuck everyone but me because everybody that actually cares about me and wants to see me happy and everybody that I want to see happy, I say yes, fuck everybody but you. So guard your heart. Keep your heart, three stacks, keep your heart. Play your part, damn, play your part. I want to be like, I want to be the like Lana Del Rey of podcasts, you know, where we all know it sucks, but it makes you feel something and you all just kind of want to fuck me. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody knows that Lana Del Rey sucks, but you listen to it and you listen to what she's saying and you automatically, you know, you can kind of relate to the music and you feel it and you kind of want to fuck her. So that's what I want when you guys are listening to this podcast. I want you to just be like, yeah, this this shit is terrible, but for some reason I like it and I really want to fuck that guy. I feel kind of bad for Trump and uh, I know that sounds weird, but um, imagine being the most powerful person in the world, right? Like, imagine being the most powerful person in the world and you can't abuse your power for uh, sexual favors. You know, like Bill Clinton tried and he got fucked. Like, if Trump walked into the club, right? Trump could be in the club with, like, Trey Songs, Brad Pitt, uh, whoever else is just, like, a, you know, a really good-looking rich guy or something. You know, the shit that women all go for. Trump's like 75 years old or something like that. And he's a fucking billionaire and he literally runs the world. So if he was in the club in his section, right? Like hanging out with ASAP Rocky, just chilling. He could have any girl in the club, no matter what the most, the biggest anti-Trump, right? Anti-Trump person. If Trump would like wave them into his section in the club to come hang out with ASAP Trump, she would still do it just based on who he is, you know? And he cannot take advantage of that. Imagine getting to that point and you can't just go out and get some uh, some ratchet club vagina. You say no to ratchet pussy, so does Donald Trump. Or maybe he doesn't, who knows. I don't know what the fuck Big 45 does. All I know is he could have the baddest bitch in the club and he isn't doing it. He isn't even taking a paycheck, dude. Fucking ball. He's just running the world for... for uh, he's just running the world for the hell of it, dude. That guy needs a different haircut, though, dude. I know that's the tackiest thing ever said, so I'm not even going to make fun of his hair. But he should go see my barber. I found the best barber ever. Check this out. I found my barber is a black gay guy. Mic drop. You could not have a better barber than a black gay guy. You know, when you walk into the barbershop and you see like, there'll be like an Asian lady and you'll be like, ah, no, she's going to fuck me up because chances are she won't know English. She'd be like, oh, okay. And just do whatever she's got to do and charge you. And then, uh, 
And you know, you got like the younger bros, which they'll do good cut. And then you got like a chick with like some discolored hair and shit like that. I got lucky enough to where I found the gay black guy. So he's got the skills of like a black dude, like always pick the black guy. And then he's also gay. So he's probably like, all right, well, I got to make this guy's hair look. So like I would fuck him. And he even called me Blondie and I, I wasn't even offended by it. I was like, yeah, bro, hook me up, son. I ain't even mad at you, bro. <laughs> I wonder if, uh, so I heard Ty Dolla sign. He said in a song the other day, he's like, I can tell you got some good pussy from how you walk. And so I wonder if my barber looks at me and he's like, I can tell you got some good butthole by the way you walk. And he just laces me with a fresh cut. Which I, I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of calling Ty Dolla Sign's bluff. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how, like, unless, I mean, he's probably fucking a lot because he's famous, but uh, I don't know how you can tell if it's good pussy by the way she walks, you know, like, is she just kind of like swinging her hips back and forth? Like, um, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I wonder, I wonder, I guess everybody has different uh, categories for good pussy. But maybe it's just like by the angle of her leg formations, he can just tell like the curvature of the inner walls. I don't know. Ty Dolla Sign, hit me up. Let's chop it up. Let's figure this out. You know, let's uh, let's get down to basics, dude. Because I want to be able to look at a chick and see if she's got some good pussy. And I want to know if a gay guy can look at me and know if I have some nice butthole. But I've never had anything in my butthole, so nobody ever be able to tell you that. Talked about this before. If I had plenty of chicks try to shove stuff up my ass, it's just not going to happen. You can cheat on me. You can dump me. You can fuck my friends. You can uh, call me all sorts of names. You can say I have a small dick. You can do whatever you want, but you're never going to be able to say you put anything up my ass. None of you can ever say that. Nada. <clears throat> you guys ever see... Uh, you guys ever like get on Venmo and just see couples Venmoing each other for like everything? I don't know if it's a joke sometime. I don't know. I, I don't know if people are trolling me, but it's like, what kind of relationship are you in where you guys are just Venmoing like everything back and forth? That's just so weird. You know, like when I'm with a girl, like I'll, I'll pick some shit up. She'll pick some shit up. But like who cares? Like if you're counting, if you're keeping score like that, dude, that's fucking weird. Um, prenup in the making right there. But realistically, I don't think I would get married without a prenup. Unless I came, unless uh, somebody else also came into it with some money because I'm going to have hella money in my name. So I don't, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, if I, uh, I had this realization the other day that this, this, I had this thought come to me. This is totally unrelated to anything. But uh, you know, when you're like preparing, you're preparing to get drunk. You know, if you're preparing your environment, like, you keep some snacks on deck. You go and buy yourself a water so you have it in the morning. You make sure uh, like all your valuables are put away. You know, you just kind of like you say, okay, I'm only going to bring this out. Like preparing for your drunk self is the first. It's the closest thing a guy like me will experience right now of being a father, you know, because that's what people have to do with their kids. They got to think ahead. They got to put like bubble wraps on the corner of tables and shit like that. That's like me making sure I have a phone charger for later so I can charge my phone so I can get an Uber home when I'm drunk so I won't be able to drive. You know what I'm saying? I'm basically like taking care of this child. So 
and drunk me is pretty sick too because drunk me a lot of times will do some shit like clean the kitchen or whatever because I won't want to do it when I'm sober. I got split personalities. I'm bipolar. Mac Dre reference for all you uh, for all them hyphy boys out there. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I uh, I definitely want kids someday. Probably not going to happen until I'm like 40 now. But um, until then, I'm just going to keep taking care of my drunk self, you know? Fuck with me. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll dress up as a priest when I'm sober. And then when I'm drunk, I'll snap into my blackout and I'll be dressed as a priest and I'll just suck my own dick or something. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if I, have, if, if, I, if I ever invent a time machine, if I ever get like so stoned, I invent a time machine... I'm just going to like go back in time and uh, molest little Michael Jackson just to get back at him. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Holy shit. We're already at 27 minutes. All right. Well, you guys, um, I appreciate you tuning in. I really do. It uh, means a lot. means a lot every week that you tune in. It's been beautiful watching this thing build. And, we, you know, we, we're moving forward. We're moving forward. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I love you guys. Everybody take care of yourselves out there. Tune in next week again. Please tell somebody about the podcast. Please leave a rating in iTunes if you're listening on that platform. I think one of the things I've done, I've put this shit on too many platforms, so it's too spread out, but um, I wish I could all funnel it through one one thing. But Or I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb. I don't know. Either way, you guys have a great fucking week. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Lord Petty Pod, at Lord Petty Podcast for some funny shit on there. And you guys, peace out. Just coasting, never really going anywhere Caught up in a web, I was getting kind of used to staying there
taking my hands, instead of taking 